Welcome to The Grind, a podcast about the church planting process and missional strategies to make disciples of all nations. Coming to you from the offices of the Arkansas Baptist State Convention in Little Rock, Arkansas. Now, here are your hosts, Dave McClung and Chad Grigsby. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a very special episode of The Grind this month. We are doing some live podcasting from the ABSC annual meeting. Uh, so uh, I am Dave McClung, and with me as always is the lovely, illustrious, magnanimous Chad Grigsby. Hey, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a live studio audience. Yeah. Say hey, fellas. That's right. <laughs> we just found these guys off the street and said, hey, would you come sit in these chairs and mock us relentlessly while we talk? <laughs> and they were more than happy to come in. And uh, right. so we may give them a cheeseburger later. We should. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> we should give them something for this torture. Something, yeah. Because yeah. this is, uh, they're, they're about to get into something they, they are going to wish they hadn't. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, and so it's been a great, uh, great uh, couple of days so far uh, at the ABSC annual meeting. Uh, Great church planning day yesterday, had a Mm. a strong young leaders panel, and it was really good. Had a a great church planning dinner last night, uh, some great preaching, and looking forward to some cool stuff today. And uh, talking about church planning in the Delta, doing a commissioning service tonight, so Mm. all kinds of great stuff going on. Mm -hmm. So we decided to take a break in the middle of the day, in the middle of the meetings, to uh, do a little podcast. And so we've got our buddy Brad Luter, pastor of Grand Avenue Baptist Church in Fort Smith, Arkansas with us. Yep. Yep. What up, what up? <laughs> What's up? <Yeah. laughs> I noticed the studio audience, they all work for the Arkansas Baptist State Convention, so everybody's wearing the same shirt. So uh, That's right. Hey, we, yeah. we have no friends. It's all planters, <laughs> it's all planters on funding. Yeah. You know? since, hey, uh, since, our, since our moms couldn't be here to be a part of the studio right. audience. Oh, my mom would have driven all the way up to Arkansas for this. There's no doubt. Yeah. No They're doubt. the only ones that really listen to this podcast. Right. So, uh, yeah. 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 But uh, no, we, we're excited to have Brad with us. And we're going to kind of dive in and talk about uh, just some some keys to uh, things he's learned uh, over the last couple of years in pastoring Grand yeah. Avenue that hopefully be encouragement to our our planters. And and even though you know as planters we are starting something new, the people that we reach we still have to pastor, we still have to lead, mm-hmm. and we still have to help the church grow. And so yeah. we're going to dive into some of that with Brad today and uh, let him share some insights that uh, that he's learned. So we've asked him to kind of share top five. He said he had about. 472 items but uh we said kind of pick out a top five uh things you've learned in kind of the last couple of years at grand avenue which is your first official uh lead pastor role is it not yeah it is um for the last four years um first church i've ever pastored i've served in other capacities over the years but it's the first church i've been the lead pastor and so uh, I've learned a lot in the last. Well, they really years. rolled the dice on that one. There is no, no doubt. They, they, uh, they. I tell our church often that I, I'm just waiting to pull up on a Sunday morning and like the whole church be out with picket signs saying no more, no go back to Louisiana. We've had enough. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So no, they did, and man, it's it's. Uh, they've been gracious. They've been patient, and um, it, it's a. It's certainly allowed me to to learn. You know, continue to learn. But every year, I've learned. 
you know, I've got, I keep a bullet point. We've talked about this, but I've, I've just, I don't know why I did this. No one told me to do it. I just did, um, just in the notes on my phone, I just started just putting little bullet points over the years. And I write the, you know, typed a year in and this is what I learned today. This is what I learned the day before that. And I've just kind of kept it. And so it's hard to pick a top five. So it might be maybe the top 10 and 20 or 40 or uh, I've got lots. I've got lots. So, what that anyway. means is Brad had to learn a lot of stuff <laughs> <There's>, yeah, <laughs> to be able to not get yes, fired. Is, yep, I was going to yep. ask you why, but you don't know why. Why I kept, you yeah, know, like, I, honestly. What, what, what prompted you to say, was it just one day you're like, I think I'll write this down it, and you just kept it going? It really or? was. And so um, in 2014, January of 2014 is when I started to, to, to do this. And what happened was um, I realized that I'll never be a first-time pastor again, yeah. you know. And so, if for some reason Grand Avenue decides to move me along, you know, and, and you know, you guys help me find another church, <laughs> then um, I'll I'll have a lot of things that that I've been able to pick up. And yeah. so, and I found that I'm not a journaler in the sense that you know I can sit there and just write a whole bunch of paragraphs, but yeah. I can write one little liner. So I just decided I've always got my phone with me or my iPad with me. And so, if something happens, I'm just gonna just when I think of it, throw it in there. And I just kept it up. Yeah. Just kept it up. Because one thing I did notice is that, um, there, there's, there's, there isn't, at least that I found there probably is, but that I found a lot of resources that are practical in nature that say, Hey, it's your first pastorate. And I don't care how long you've been in the ministry. And I've been in the ministry full time since 1999. Yeah. And so, um, there, there's not a lot out there that says, Hey, here, your first pastorate, here's some of the things that you need to really think about and some of the things you need to do from a practical standpoint. Yeah. Um, and, and if there is, I just haven't found it. And so I just said, you know, I'm just going to start kind of keeping a record of the things I'm learning and the things that, that were wins and the things that weren't wins and yeah. um, keep, keep it down. So, well, yeah. for a lot of our church planners, this is their first time to pastor a church. Yeah. You know, they've either been student yeah. pastors or collegiate yeah. pastors or associates or whatever. We've even got a couple of worship pastors, you yeah. know, before, but uh, so for many of them, this is their first church to pastor and, yeah. uh, and it can, it, it can be a challenge not not just pastoring people but starting a new you know yeah. church while you're learning to pastor as yeah, well so absolutely so we thought this would be a great topic so once you start off and just yeah. kind of mention some of these and then we'll kind of riff off of yeah i was gonna do they do they all start with dear diary yeah they do they do i was gonna leave that out yeah, i would say have you kept a diary since you were a 12 year old <laughs> no. girl or is this just recently this is not a, a, just, a diary it's a bullet journal <laughs> i'm sorry yeah. okay never mind then bullet I'm sorry. points that i've journaled <laughs> over the years so are there any juicy Me- tidbits about staff <laughs> Staff there, there are, and there. I'm going to leave those alone because we've got some of our staff in here. <laughs> okay, all right. Your Never bullet, your bullet journal, yeah. your bullet journal. That's so, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell them to put their earmuffs on right, when right. I do this. All right. So, uh, yeah. So one of the things that just in the first year, and again, some of this is is in context to Grand Avenue Baptist. And I know at a, at a, at a church plant, you know, some of these issues aren't necessarily a problem. Hmm. And so like one thing that I, that I, I remember, you know, just at the top of the list is learn names. Now I know it sounds just kind of very mm-hmm. simplistic, yeah. but when you go to the context that I'm in, um, you know, there's a lot of people there. Right. And if, mm. if you're going to build relationships and I'm, I'm, I'm a relational person. And so I just knew immediately that if, if, if I could learn as many names as possible, and if I could call that person by their first name in the hallway, 
Um, and not, I'm not doing it in an inauthentic way. I mean, I'm being sincere. I want to know their name, but, but it carries a lot more weight yeah. when the pastor remembers their name versus yeah. you're cool. three years in going, now tell, remind me your name again. You know? <laughs> and so, uh, learn names was a big one for me. And so I just did the best I could. And one of the things that I did is we, you know, churches don't do church directories anymore. Uh, but our church has a church directory that they mm. did several years ago. And a lot of the people in that church directory are, tend to be your core group mm. of people. And um, even though they've aged some, they still look s- the same, you know. And so uh, I just I, I would sit in my office and open that directory and I would just go learn names. You yeah. know, and if I met a person, I try to try to remember their face, go to the directory write a little sentence out next to that directory met this person in the gym it just helps me visualize who they are and so uh learn names was a big one um do you say their names five times in a conversation so you know but i have I, I do like it when the staff if they know a person they'll say hey brad come meet chad you know yeah. it's like, yeah. hey, tell me the name before you just yeah. throw me in there and, yeah. so, um, yep. and then it's very clear when none of us know this the church members know it's like everybody's like hey buddy hey sister and yeah. hey yeah. you know hey young man you know <laughs> so, hey brad it's very good to meet you brad i really like <laughs> exactly uh, getting right. to know you brad <laughs> yeah. but even take from a church planning uh context i mean it, it, how vital even that when yeah. you're we're in a smaller context i mean to to not it, people pick up on especially in this generation people pick up on um uh authenticity yeah. and mm-hmm. if just knowing a person's name really makes things personable and it allows you to i think to lead a little bit better and it gives you immediate rapport yeah um so that's yeah. great yeah. Well, one of the yeah. things you do well that i've observed being being at grand you walk slowly through the yes. rooms yeah and i really yeah. i thought that was kind of a neat thing just you talk to people mm-hmm. you engage people yeah. you're not in the pastor's closet mm-hmm. you know before no. you come up to the pulpit <laughs> or whatever uh, going on, cool. on on the same lines again go in context and walk slowly in the room is actually on here but but uh one of the specific things that that i've got on here is um go to the balcony and what that means for us is and 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 it really you can take that same concept and apply it to any church context go somewhere where you're where you're uh, either a pastor before you or no one typically is going to go typically you just kind of agree to that front row where you sit and you don't get out of that world but for me one sunday morning um i just had this I got to go to the bow. I'm gonna go to the balcony. Our church has a balcony. So I'm gonna go to the balcony and I'm gonna greet people up there. Hmm. Had no intention. It wasn't like this. I didn't read it anyway. It just, for some reason, I wanted to go up there and do it. So I go up to the balcony, shake hands, hug necks, talk to people. And I, over and over, people would say, oh my gosh. Yeah. What are you doing up here? No, I've never seen a pastor up here. And then later on, you start hearing stories go through the church of, can you believe uh, he came to the balcony and, yeah. and shook our hands? And, and I had one lady come to me and said, I've, I've been a member here 30 years and it's never happened. Yeah. Well, the the intention was sincere. I, it wasn't, I wasn't going up there pol- being a politician. I was just really going up to meet <laughs> people in the balcony. And it, it turned out to be a really good thing. And so I think if pastors would get out of the norm, and, and especially mm-hmm. in your first few years, if you go to more a established church go to the back row you know hang out back there you know don't just sit up on the front row and play the whole you know i'm a big deal kind of thing but get back there and and meet people and i think it'll carry a long way so walk slowly through the room i think Mm. is definitely a common leadership lesson that well and and most guests are going to gravitate toward the back of the room they will you know and so so if you want to get the the guests the visitors for the first time you know typically back middle yeah you know corners of the the room so uh, Mm. uh that's a that's a great word yeah um lean on seasoned leaders just picking up the phone and calling every pastor I can think of and go help me 
you know, (laughs) give me your top 10 things that I should do in the first year. Yeah. Um, and that actually led to some other things. One time talk about that, but, but just, you know, state convention, talking to pastors, going, help me, you know, calling pastors in the community across the nominational lines, whoever just having lunch going, I'm a first time pastor. Give me some words of wisdom, you know, just with a matter of fact, I think probably in that first year, every pastor I met, regardless of the size church, I would ask that question. Hey, I'm a, I'm a young first time pastor. Give me five things I need to know. You know, um, if I go speak at a youth camp or something, their pastors there, I pull them aside and say, Hey, can I take you to lunch? I'm a first young time pastor, first year in it. Give me five things I need to know, you know, and, uh, pastors definitely want to share their opinion with you. So Mm. they do it. See, and this is why we had you on here because now you're the guy that gets to give, here's the things I've learned what not to do. And, uh, it's some to do. It's interesting because you, I mean, you're a real capable leader who's done a great job at the church, but you've kind of kept this teachability about you. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's what, man, a lot of guys are missing mm-hmm. teachability. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. How, how do you, how do you t- tell us, tell us why that's important to be teachable, to, to, to be a learner, to not feel like you've arrived, got it all figured out. Cause you, I mean, you've yeah. done a great job. You, sure. you, you wouldn't necessarily well, need to do those things, but you yeah. had that posture. Help our planters have that posture, yeah. <laughs> you know, to, to speak to that. Um, you know, some of it really is out of fear. I mean, I'll be honest with you that that um, went for, at least for me, and I've served I've served in enough churches to know the weight of being a pastor, and I've served in enough churches and heard enough stories of guys that have uh, really messed things up. Mm-hmm. And when you come from my my background, I, I my intention was to never be a lead pastor. I was I was a teaching pastor at a church in my hometown. I was very content with what I was doing. Um, I was the guy that got all the kind of the benefits of the pastor, but none of the headache of the pastor, you know? And so that's when you find that job, stay in that role. And, um, and so, uh, for me, when the Lord really started to work on me and for years I had people tell me, you need to be a pastor, you need to be a pastor. And I was like, that's, you know, no, I don't need to be a pastor. I'm good. And so, uh, but when the Lord did this and it was clearly the Lord, Mm. um, there was man there was a lot of fear there was a lot of um uh, mm. man can i do this yeah. and and then when you sit in that chair for the first time you know you go to that staff we talk a lot with our staff that first staff meeting for the first time and you realize i don't really have a clue what i'm doing yeah well that for me it set in a lot of humility and it set in a lot of uh i've got to go figure this thing out and so brent aaron you seen that yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, and so so I think that if anything, um, and then there's also just the 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 being a Christian, an arrogant Christian is kind of an oxymoron. Mm. And so if you can carry that same mentality into the pastorate that um, that listen, I, I don't have it all figured out. That what what I do here is is weighty and it's important. And it, it's it's the gospel, and so if I can posture myself like a Christian every single day and apply that to my pastorate, mm-hmm. you're so much of a better leader. And there's so mm-hmm. m- people see that in you. And and again, you're always you're doing this out of a heart of 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 sincerity. This is not trying to put on a mask. And other guys can wear humility as sort of a mask, but just sincere humility that, that I, I know that what I do is important and I know that what I do is weighty and I want to be the best leader I can possibly be for the sake of the gospel and for the sake of the church and the community God's called me to be. And I found the best posture is one of humility and it's of learning and it's of, of, uh, of, of trying to uh, figure out how best to do this in a way as to really not mess it up. And again, a lot of fear behind this. Yeah. And as I've pastored more confidence has come, yeah. but I don't think it's become, 
it's not confidence in the you know with with an arrogance as much as as I have learned and I am learning and I'm able to lead a little bit more confidently. Awesome. So a humility bit of fear is, a big is not word. always a bad thing. Yeah. In that, no, it's not. It's not. Especially <laughs> yeah. again when you read the scripture and you see yeah. you know the 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 weight that's put on the guy that that's that preaches and teaches and leads the church. Man, it's that's a that's a fearful thing. Well, sure. you look at how many great leaders in scripture just royally messed it up. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and if you know if Moses can get it wrong uh yeah. you know i brad luter yes. is getting it wrong <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah brad luter not dave but brad luter can get yeah. Wrong. Uh, yeah. and uh so yeah. yeah there's always that man that's good healthy yeah. sense of yeah. fear and trepidation before the lord is important absolutely and then there there uh you know some of the i, I say non-relational things is, is fill the pulpit faithfully um, so the first two years at Grand, one thing I did pick up from from other guys as I talked to them was I, I didn't do a whole lot of changing uh, for for the first two years, and especially guys that go to established churches. I think it takes time uh, to figure out what's best for the church. So I came to Grand Avenue literally with no preconceived ideas of what I would do. I wasn't going to take something that worked at another church and, and bring it to Grand and hope that it worked, but to take time and really figure out the culture, figure out the context, figure out what, what's best for the people, what needs to change, what doesn't need to change. Don't allow my personal preference to dictate that change. Yeah. Because again, I, I, I'm at a church, it's, a, it's an extremely healthy church. Grand Avenue has been in the community for, for over 80 years. And we, you know, we're a choir and orchestra church. And I, I'm a young pastor, right? And yeah. so there's this thing out there that, oh, if you're a young pastor and you're a choir and orchestra, I heard for the first year, well, are you going to change our music? Are you going to change our music? Yeah. Now, if it was based on personal preference, yeah, I'm going to change your music. <laughs> yeah. But if you wait and if you're patient, and that's probably that's the very first thing I've put on this journal was be right. patient. Um, what you realize is that, man, if I, if, I, if I change the music, this hurts the church. Yeah. Then my job's not the hurt to hurt the church. My right. job is to do what's best for the church, right. and what's best for the church is to put a put a personal preference aside mm-hmm. and lead and fill the pulpit. So for the first year, two years for me, it, it, mm-hmm. it wasn't about leadership or change. It was just about filling the pulpit, build a rapport and a trust with the people before you start making a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. And if you can build the trust, build the rapport, uh, good leaders bring people along. They don't just jerk the rug out from underneath right. them. Mm-hmm. And so, um, man, for the first two years, I would say for the, I, I'm in, uh, it's four years and we're just now we have just now landed on what the vision and the future of the church is. And it's taken me four years to get there. Well, there's a lot of guys out there that are real antsy and they, they can't do that. But for me, I think being patient and I'm antsy. There are times Mm -hmm. where I'm going, I've got to make a decision. I've got to blow this thing up. I've got to do this. I've Mm -hmm. got to do that. But I just go back to this, be patient, learn names, fill the pulpit, pray. You know, that's another one. I've got pray on every line, pray, pray, (laughs) pray, 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 pray. preach the word, Pray. How long is too long to wait then to do a handbell ministry? Yeah, yeah, too, yeah, yeah. That you know, we've we've got I've got handbells, handbells. Okay. I mean, no, it's I yeah. It, I would say and then handbells. Yes. Okay, there are things too, and, and I think you bring up a good point too. There are things that when you sorry handbell yeah. people that Chad just offended you royally. <laughs> yeah. But there there are there are there are things I think that if you get to a church, and I've had the privilege to go to a church where there wasn't a whole there a lot of immediate change was not there. You didn't there there just wasn't a lot of things things like handbells i would have probably rushed that movement you know that that would have been a, a hey let's uh, let's talk through the handbells uh but there there are a lot of things that pastors before me staff members that before me that they were great pastors and great staff members and they made the changes 
that needed to be made. And so I, I got to grant and I'll just be honest with you. There just wasn't, I don't have to do anything. We can just keep doing what we're doing yeah. and we're, we'll be okay. Yeah, I can pass her yeah. there and retire there. But, but obviously, you know, our people are hungry for, for more vision and they want to do more. And so mm. I've had the privilege of going to a church where there just a whole lot of, there's not a whole lot of unhealth. And yeah, so all the things to... you've mentioned so far, there's a there's a thread of, and this is so vital and important to any ministry, particularly in church planning, this thread of relationships are the priority. They are. Go to the balcony. Yes. Go to the back of the room. Yes. Remember names. Yeah. Uh, build rapport with people and yep. everything you do. Before you make a change, keep in mind, how's this going to affect Absolutely. the people that you know are are going to either benefit or be hurt by the change i mean all of that ties back to it does people and um another thing that um i think that is important especially for younger pastors uh is to uh focus less on social media and here's what i mean by that is it's easy to see the highlights of other ministries and other pastors and feel Mm. like you've got to make changes based on what they're doing Mm. And that's what I think causes a lot of a lack of patience in some yeah. guys is they've got to catch up with this guy over here or they come to a convention and they talk to a pastor and they go, well, I've got to make that change. Or they come to a building like this and they see it and go, oh, well, I've got to get our church into a building campaign. And, 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 and they use social media <laughs> to drive their, 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 their work. And um, it, it could really easily, it, it could, I, I, at least for me, I mean, it's easy for me to watch other guys on social media and get a little antsy and get a little, you know, uh, like, oh man, you know, I need to, we got, we got to grow. I want to be in that meeting or I want to get, you know, be there and do that. And, and, and a lot of guys, I have, I have met guys that have made decisions that they shouldn't have made in their church. And they made it based on what they saw in another church versus yeah. just really thinking through how best this fits the church. So social media, Man, uh, one of our staff guys here, Brent, he's like, just stay off. So just get away from social media for a year. Just get off of it altogether. And and I think there's a take lot of a truth in that. Yeah, take a fast from social media and 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 relax because what you're seeing on social media are the highlights. Mm-hmm. And if you spend any time with pastors, and I have, what you'll find is when they start talking and really getting honest with you, man, they're going through a lot of. I mean, the pictures look great. Yeah. But what's behind the picture? Right. It's you know, it's kind of like family photos. Everybody yeah. sees the smiles, but nobody <laughs> see you almost murder your that's child right. to get them in that picture you know over here you yeah. know? so yeah. um, if you lick your sister one more time <laughs> so I, I think just just paying attention to why you do the things you do and having a, the motive is so important um, as to why you're going to make changes or you're going to implement this. And, and if your motive is to gain some sort of status in your convention or gain some sort of status with a group of people, man, you really got to take a step back because you're going down a road you don't want to go. Yeah. And um, mm. it's never good to make changes to, to boost your own ego. And I think social media at times is an ego booster. And, and it's also something that gets you kind of down in the dumps. Because if you're at a church, especially if you're at a, a, a church planners, I can't imagine. And I've talked to several church planners over the years uh and it I, mean, I can't imagine being a church planner in a city and then another church planner comes along and they plant around the same time as you do but their church is blowing up and yours is kind of creeping along yeah you know and if you're paying attention to their social media feed you're like well how come we're not running 100 or when are we going to break the 150 barrier when are we going to break the 20 barrier and <laughs> yeah. that church partner with that you know so it's just a he got invited to do this you know and it just could really derail you and, yeah. and get a foothold into your life that, yeah. that that's, shouldn't that's be there yeah it's mm-hmm. so, a good word yeah couple couple more okay 
Um, man, I've, I've got so many. Uh, I'm trying to, to, to balance them down. One, one, one of the things I would say here is uh, I put in here for me, uh, family first. Hmm. Um, it's easy to grind out as a leader and leave your family behind. You yeah. know? And so um, my wife and I just recently had a conversation, of, even for me, just de- decluttering my life, saying no to more things. And uh, I'm I'm a kind of a yes person, so if somebody calls says, "Hey, we you know yes, you know I just want to you hey, know Brad, you want to do a live yeah, podcast? Yeah, 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 let's do it. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure, sure. Sorry, honey, you know yeah. Yeah, it's our anniversary, but no, it's re- no, it's not. But uh, but family first, and that you know that's that's me communicating more mm-hmm. with what's going on in in ministry. It's easy for me to just kind of come home and and not want to unpack certain things that I'm going, going through. Uh, but, but for me, it's a great reminder, especially as we grow, um, and as things get busier, uh, Mm. to, to keep my, my family, the priority, uh, because that's the one thing we talk all the time, man, the scripture is very clear. If you can't lead your family and you're not leading your family, you're going to be ineffective in the church. You really shouldn't be leading the church. And so, uh, always, that's always a great reminder. Um, Work harder than everybody else. I think that's something that when you're pastoring an established church and you've got you know ten or twelve staff guys, you know they they you, you need to be leading out in that way. So work hard, um, pray harder than everybody else. Um, lead out of a spiritual devotion. That's important too. Yeah. You know you want to lead out of a vibrant walk with Jesus. And it's easy to lead out of just a uh, you know an academic sense, or lead because you read some book, or or uh, not lead out of a devotion life. And so for me, it's important spiritually. And we do forget too, as pastors, that we're spiritual leaders, not uh, business leaders. Uh, there's Piper that wrote the book, Brothers. We're not professionals, mm-hmm. and it's very easy in today's culture uh, to lead your church with a with a business mindset and forget that you are a <laughs> spiritual leader. And so a spiritual leader's lead out of a devotion. And so I've 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 kept that out in front of me. Um, golly, I've got so many. Um, vision doesn't have to to be quick. It can come with time. I think that's important yeah. uh, to, to, again, be slow there. Um, and here, here's another one, and uh, it, it's, it's kind of an interesting one, but um, stay as long as you possibly can at the church that you're at. Hmm. Stay there. Because I do think longevity of ministry is a key to – to success yeah. and, and success I, I you know i mean that in a way of of healthy vision healthy church growth stay as long as you can go to that church and dig your heels in and stay there and don't leave until the lord calls you to leave so yeah. so yeah stay as long as you can awesome. um yeah yeah you know my dad uh pastored 53 years it's and awesome. uh the shortest stay we ever had i guess was five six years man yeah. he was pretty healthy 10 years you know wherever he went and uh he he say all the time he said he said if if jesus is first in your life then everybody else you're involved with will feel like they're first amen and i thought that's 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 a pretty good word and uh we we pray we pray for longevity and and then when you think about the vision that we want to accomplish it requires longevity because you know how southern baptist church kind of rolls when the pastor leaves everything just stops and then the next guy comes in and new things start and the things that we're trying to accomplish at grand avenue are things that that we pray will have lasting effect no matter who the pastor is but Mm -hmm. in order to get there we've got to stay and so we pray lord guard our 
our heart, protect. We want longevity here. Obviously, we all, you know, the spirit, we always leave room for God to do what God's going to do, but man, we want longevity and we want to see what longevity um, will do in, yeah. in the life of our church. And Grand Avenue, the longest pastor that Grand's ever had is 12 years. Every pastor's been five to seven years, wow. five to wow. seven years. I'm the 13th pastor in their history and so and it's not you know great pastors have gone through there it's not to say you know anything about the former pastors but but i I do think that that um that longevity is important in this day and age and that's Mm -hmm. difficult for guys and you know if you're in a smaller church i understand but dig your heels in stay as long as humanly possible well and we live in kind of a microwave culture anyway where we want it quick fast and hurry if it doesn't happen quick and fast and hurry then it you know we Mm. just don't want it yeah and the problem is if you know if you can accomplish your vision quickly and easily it probably wasn't a big enough vision to start with yeah no, it's a good word. it just yeah. takes time to, to do that and so so that's you know building for the long haul mm-hmm. is is real important pray for people um and i know that one of the things that that i started to do and i learned this from uh, os hawkins he just said this in, in passing one day and i thought i'm gonna do that and so i just i always have five church members that we're praying for send them a letter out they get a letter from me saying on this day i'm praying for you please respond to this email and it's a secure email um, as to the things that i can pray for you about and people respond and man it's been a great joy because you learn a lot of people that way mm. um, it's it's another way for you to shepherd people and pastor people and when a church member gets that letter not everyone most people some people respond some people don't but when somebody gets that letter and they open it up and says wow there's a specific day that the pastor's going to pray for me um, it says to them that that i care and i do care and i yeah. do pray for them and i and i you know have this list and and i have somebody that helps me with it uh get it all together but but uh I, that's been one of the biggest wins um, yeah. uh, for me as a pastor and that's applicable to every church size it doesn't matter how big or, or small your yeah. church is so pray for your people so if you could say one thing you know to our church planners to kind of wrap up with you know one piece of advice one thing you've learned as they're trying to lead people and grow their church you know what, mm-hmm. what would it be um be authentic be sincere be you i mean there's several things uh that was that wasn't feel, one yeah, brad yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. they all started um, with b though yeah they yeah, do they the do Alaska. man i'm Louisiana yeah, folks yeah. right there uh, um <laughs> church planners are are there it's an interesting time to be a church planner because it's kind of a cool thing to be right now yeah and I would say really, really make sure that what you're doing is, is done because God has called you to do it and God has moved you to that place to do it. And you're not doing it because it's the fad in our convention, yeah. but you're doing it because God's called you to do it because you're going to get to that place and you're going to wake up one day and realize, man, I'm here all alone. It's me, yeah. my wife, my kids, no one else. And man, it's only in that moment. If God's called you to do it, you're going to persevere through it. Uh, be patient pray be i mean there's there's not one thing or so many things um work hard you know you got to pound the pavement as a church planner i'm not a church planner i read one book about what a church planner was and i was like "Ah, that's not me (laughs) and so um but uh, learn the community i mean you just got to get involved i love it when church planners i know this is kind of kind of a, a thing people don't say that but i i love bivocational church planners i love it i'm excited about guys that are willing to go yeah. in and put some 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 skin in the game you know they that we're going to get out there and we're going to work and we're going to meet people and so uh so yeah um i would say work hard pray pray the spirit moves and 
Uh, be patient, you know, trust the Lord and don't lean on, don't let your, don't let what success be for you. Don't let it be another guy's success, be your success. You know, again, focus in on what you're doing and just pound the pavement, trust the Lord, seek him, pray the spirit moves and uh, just, just get after it and and, and work hard. And I've, I've worked with both kinds of church planners. I've worked with guys that aren't getting after it and it's a struggle. And I've worked with guys that are getting after it and man, they, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're a joy to be around yeah. for sure yeah. well man thanks so much for coming yeah. and joining us studio yeah. audience thank you for yeah. hanging with us right yeah, yeah. and uh, kind of a cool little vibe in the room yeah, we only lost like yep. half of it i know it yeah, yeah so there's there's good. there's still two people left <laughs> yeah and, uh, <laughs> brad it's not you it's us yeah yeah yeah. No, yeah yeah it's not you brad it's yeah. Me. yeah it's yeah yeah. No, really? Uh, so, no, it's awesome. No, we, we hope this will be kind of a cool, uh, different kind of podcast and, yeah. and give a flavor for what's going on here at ABSC. Let's hear some, yeah, from man. some guys. And so, uh, thank you guys for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time. Keep grinding. <laughs>